Texas Football Today is a production of Dave Campbell's Texas Football and TexasFootball.com. If you like the show, help us make it. Become a Dave Campbell's Texas Football subscriber at TexasFootball.com slash subscribe. You get a year's worth of exclusive online content at TexasFootball.com. You get three magazines mailed to you before they hit newsstands, including our legendary summer edition. And you get a year of access to Dave Campbell's Texan Live, our streaming service where you can watch thousands of live Texas high school events, including hundreds of live Texas high school football games. It's all part of a Dave Campbell's Texas Football subscription. Get your today at texasfootball.com slash subscribe. Get on up with Dark and Bold from Community Coffee. Look for it at your local grocery or communitycoffee.com. Hi, I'm Jennifer Potter, Executive Director of Be Well Texas. Too many people are struggling alone these days and alcohol and drug deaths are increasing. We started Be Well Texas to offer high quality, science-based addiction treatment and recovery services anywhere, virtually or in person. In many cases, there is no cost for treatment or medications if you don't have insurance, really. Welcome to Be Well Texas. We're glad you're here. Visit BeWellTexas.org. The Texas Football Today podcast is brought to you by BCR Now. Are you looking for an opportunity to captivate and enhance the experience of those who visit your stadium, arena, house of worship, or business? VCR Now can help you achieve that goal with a total experience. VCR Now is a technology organization that can fulfill your LED, audio, video, lighting, networking, security, and infrastructure dreams. Visit VCRNow.com to learn more. Watch Texas Football Today live every weekday at noon on texasfootball.com, YouTube, Facebook, and Twitch. And get involved in the conversation using the hashtag TFToday. Yes, yes, y'all. From the Dave Campbell's Texas Football Mothership here in beautiful Louisville, Texas, it's Texas Football Today, a show that thought it turned on the television. (laughs) But apparently not. We're going TV-less. My name's Greg Tepper. I'm the managing editor of Dave Campbell's Texas Football Magazine, texasfootball.com, a corresponding website. Thank you for spending part of your day with us. Whether you're watching us live, texasfootball.com, Facebook, YouTube, Twitch, Twitter, all the places, or you'll show us on the podcast, which you can subscribe to on the podcast vendor of your choice. Either way, thank you for doing your part to support your local mediocre internet show. I'm sitting here, sitting over there at the helm today, making us sound good. She's the Duchess of the Dorks. She's Ashley Pickle. That was a... That was a long pause there. Yeah, I just wanted to, to build some suspense. Like, after I introduced you, it's like, who is the producer? It just little old me. Back again. Doing it again. Back by unpopular demand. Another one of these. It's me. <laughs> Today is Friday, September 1st, 2023. 83 days until Thanksgiving. Happy birthday to Zendaya. 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 You don't know Zendaya. I'm familiar with her. I don't think I've ever said she's her fantastic. name. Mm-hmm. I think she's fantastic. Actress, right? Uh, actress, singer, yeah. Started at more of an actress than a singer, but she does have one song, Replay, that absolutely slaps. Okay. You should listen to it. Happy ber- Zendaya? Mm-hmm. Happy birthday to Zendaya. What's her last name? I don't know. She dated. Uh, she was dating Spider-Man for a long time. I'm sorry. Whatever his name is. Peter Parker? No, not old Spider-Man, new Spider-Man. 
Peter Parker. Uh, well, yes. No, the actual actor. Uh, Tom. Tom. Tobey Maguire. No. Yes, maybe. I think Tobey Maguire is significantly older than her. Okay. Considering she's turning twenty. He's the young one. Sure. Happy birthday to Zendaya. Thank you. A name I definitely know. It's episode 1,641. On today's show, folks, it is the return of our financial advice segment, Craven Bets, where we tell you what to do with your money in the college football space. Uh, then we are going to have helpful Honda Mailback Friday, answering your questions that you submitted on social media about high school football, college football, recruiting, lifestyle, romance, travel. We put out the call. Uh, every Wednesday uh, for questions on our Facebook and Twitter. So go check that out if you got questions. Uh, and then we're going to reveal the Week 1 Mr. Texas Football Player of the Week Award winner. All that coming up here in just a minute. But first, Pickle, you know, college football is nigh upon us. Mm -hmm. It's back. And there's one person that I trust with my family's well-being during these trying times. He's... He probably just said, oh, God, to that. It's time for the America's most lucrative segment, Craven Bets. Craven Bets is back once again, America's most lucrative segment, on the internet. And I am pleased to be joined by our financial advisor, Mike Craven, back on Craven's Corner, because on this corner, we make money and we made money in 2022. Yeah, th I think that it's important to remember that 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 your financial advice in this segment is 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 really sound. I mean, last year, last year you were you made some units. Let's put it that way. Yeah, three of the last four years I've been, you know, over 2000 units above, you know, in, in the newspaper or on this, on this, uh, segment here, 2020 is the only one that got me, but I think that got everybody. Cause that was a weird year. I think that's right. Well, it's another big slate of college football. Although we were talking before we came on and you, you think it's, it's actually not a great week to be thrown down a lot of bets. I am a big believer in coming up with the units you like to bet on each game. I would lower that by 50% in week one and just have a little fun because we know nothing about these teams. We tend to know nothing about these teams, but with the transfer portal and all the new coaches, we literally know nothing about these teams. So uh, let's get right into it. We will start with big game, big nude Saturday on uh, Fox uh, TCU welcoming in Colorado uh, TCU entering as a 20 and a half point favorite. And not only do you like the horn frogs to cover the 20 and a half, you're making it your lock of the week. I think I am. I think I would take them all the way up to 28 points. Like I, not only do I feel like TCU is better than Colorado, just in general, I feel like Colorado is going to be one of those teams that's better in week eight than they are in week one. I mean, you bring in that many new faces and you're going to have to figure out timing and cohesion and chemistry and all those things coaches talk about. It's on the road. Uh, Colorado's in Boulder, which as you might know, is not as hot as Fort Worth right now. Uh, that game kicks off at 11, so by the time the second half gets around, it's going to be 2 p.m. It's going to be hot. Uh, the depth of TCU is going to win. And then the last thing is I believe that these coaches are going to try to blow out Deion Sanders, right? You need to get him while he's right now. Like once he gets that roster really turned around in a year or two, it's going to be harder and harder for Sonny 
You know, this is a team that's entering the Big 12, that's going to try to recruit DFW, who's going to get into the transfer portal. It's easier to win those battles and keep the guys on your roster if you win by 40. Uh, fascinating stuff going on there in Fort Worth. A lot of people are going to be watching 11 o'clock uh, whenever TCU takes on Colorado. Uh, 6 o'clock. Let's move to 6 o'clock where there's a big interstate game with uh, two teams that are in new conferences uh, as UTSA visits Houston on FS1. Uh, UTSA is a two-point road favorite in this one, and you are going to take Houston and the points, correct? I'm a big believer in fading the public. Uh, this started out as like a Houston minus one, minus two. Remember, the Cougars are at home and they're a Big 12 football team. UTSA is a, a, a former Conference USA team moving up. No Zakari Franklin. JT Clark still beat up, so don't know if he's going to even play, right? Frank Harris, as you, you may have read on TexasFootball.com, again in July. And so uh, UTSA has some question marks. Houston's going to be bigger, stronger, faster, more athletic. I think. UTSA is going to be more experienced and probably better coach. Uh, but give me Houston at home with everybody doubting them. It's going to be a close game. Uh, if you buy the extra point and get it to minus three, now all of a sudden a UTSA field goal at the end doesn't even kill you. And so uh, I would take Houston there. It just feels like there's too much momentum going the other way. Uh, let's move back to three o'clock with a very rare power five, although what do you call Cal at this point? Power five team. On the road against a group of five team, the North Texas Mean Green welcoming in uh, the Cal Bears. Cal comes into Denton as a seven-point favorite, and you like the Mean Green to defend at home. This is more about how bad I believe Cal to be. You know, like they are they are a G5 football team. Like it is hard to consider them a Power 5 football team at this point in a conference that's about to – nobody even wants them in a conference, right? They're about to be taken into the ACC just – so the other teams can get more money uh, from ESPN. And so uh, the momentum's more in North Texas. You know, Stone Earl's going to be a, you know, like I think the offense is going to be pretty good. They can run the football. Um, it's going to, again, it's the heat thing, right? Like it's it's 3 p.m. kickoff in Denton. And that's a little bit different than North California. And so uh, I think North Texas may not win this football game, but I, I just don't see Cal winning by double digits. I think North Texas keeps it close, or at least there's maybe a backdoor cover opportunity here. One of the challenges of these early games are that you get these monstrous spreads, uh, and one of them is coming to College Station, 6 o'clock Saturday night. The New Mexico Lobos visit the number 23 Texas A&M Aggies, and A&M is laying 38, and you think they're going to cover it. Yeah, they're going to be about 50. Look, A&M needs some feel good. They went five and seven last year. They've been told all offseason how this Jimbo uh, and Bobby Petrino relationship isn't going to work. Um, New Mexico, I don't know if anybody's paying attention, but they're worse than New Mexico State now. Like they're one of the top two or three worst programs uh, in the nation. I think they've only won nine FBS games over the last six years. Like they stink. They had the worst scoring offense in the nation last year. A&M is still the fourth most talented team on paper in college football if you look at um, the blue chip ratio and, and stuff like that. So uh, A&M supremely talented. They need the big win. They play Miami next week. I think they've heard noise all off season. They're going to go win this thing 62 to seven or something like that. Uh, I, I tend to, I want to editorialize because it's your segment, but I will say I tend to agree. I think that I think that A&M, I think they want to show that the Bobby Vitrino, Jimbo Fisher, Jimbo Fisher is nothing if not a guy who likes to send a message. 
Bingo. And this feels like an opportunity to send a message to uh, to all of the people that he's been hearing uh, for about 12 months. Uh, let's round it out in Waco. Uh, another cross-state FBS matchup as the Texas State Bobcats uh, kick off the G.J. Kinney era by visiting the Baylor Bears. Baylor is a 28-point favorite at home, and yet the fighting G.J. Kinneys are going to get your units. Yeah, I mean, last year, uh, a worse Texas State team, at least on paper, only lost by, I think, 28 on the road against Baylor. You know, the Bears don't score a lot of points. They're not going to go put 60 on you. They're going to score about 42 points on a good day, which was, was is what they put up against Texas State last year. Uh, but Texas State only got seven points despite moving the ball a decent amount in the first half. I think that G.J. Kinney, Mac Leftwich offense is going to figure it out and score a couple touchdowns just by doing stuff that Baylor's never seen before. Um, and that just the up tempo and the speed, uh, they're going to keep it on even in the, in the third or fourth quarter. So this is another one that could be one of those backdoor covers. 28 points is a lot to give for Baylor. I think they've only beaten two or three teams in the last two years by that much or more. And so uh, I would take Texas State here. But again, it's week one. Dip your toe in. Don't put your mortgages out there. Let's get a little bit more information and then we can go heavy and, you know, in a couple of weeks. He's our senior college football writer and our financial analyst here at Dave Campbell's Texas Football. He's Mike Craven here on Craven's Corner because on this corner, we make money. Born and bred in Texas hits a little different, as it should. Texas loves doing business with fellow Texans. VCR now takes its Texas roots as seriously as its many partnerships with schools and universities around the state. It's also why we're so proud to promote our brand in the pages of the Texas Bible, Dave Campbell's Texas Football, and on the airwaves of Texas Football Today. Driven by producing quality broadcast video, state-of-the-art audio, and LED video scoreboards at affordable prices, VCR now makes sure to listen to your needs in its athletic department before recommending the next best steps. Building great products is our business, and it's our focus on building meaningful long-term partnerships with our clients that sets us apart. From our 24-7, 365-day help desk, the training lab in our hometown of Red Oak, or our sports marketing business plan that puts money back in the hands of our athletic departments we support, VCR Now is built to last. Reach out to us today at info at vcrnow.com or by calling 855-GO-VCR-NOW. Again, that's info at vcrnow.com or by calling 855-GO-VCR-NOW. I'm Jennifer Potter, Executive Director of Be Well Texas. Too many people are struggling alone these days and alcohol and drug deaths are increasing. We started Be Well Texas to offer high quality, science-based addiction treatment and recovery services anywhere, even at home. We provide compassionate, caring support virtually or in person. In many cases, there is no cost for treatment if you don't have insurance, really. Welcome to Be Well Texas. We're glad you're here. All right, Pickle, on this Friday, it's time for Helpful Honda Mailbag Friday. 
The North Texas Honda dealers want to help you score on award-winning Hondas like the rugged and mm. reliable mm. 2023 mm. Honda Ridgeline. Visit your NTX Honda dealers today or ntxhondadealers.com to learn more. I want to be very clear. I, I, I did the same thing that I do when I, when we talk about our friends at Chicken Express. When mm-hmm. I, go, mm, mm, mm. I do not want to eat a Honda. Okay? No, I want to be clear. but you want to drive a Honda to go get your Chicken Express. I want to. That, well, you want to talk about a combo plus yeah. <laughs> of, of high society. That's the... Uh, oh, Gosh, what did we get was, down in the RGV, the uh, Bontana bon, platter? The Bontana platter? <laughs> yeah. If I were to drive a Honda Ridgeline to go get a Bontana platter. <laughs> mm. Correct. Very good. It's Helpful Honda Mailbag Friday. We ask for your questions on social media. We'll usually ask on Wednesday uh, for your questions. Uh, and we've pulled the best ones uh, to uh, your, for your edification. So, uh, Pickle, what questions do we got from the people? Um... Looking at 3A Division One, mm-hmm. how do you think Franklin manages to stay on top? You do, you do love 3A Division One. 3A Division One is my bread and butter. 3A Division One is is your jam. Go Lano. Go Lano. <laughs> um, for, well, first of all, let's let's talk a little bit about what Franklin did in Week One, which was um, I don't want to say dicey, but Woodville had them down at half. Yeah, and I think Woodville's a decent team. But, like, that was certainly, like, a, I think should be a wake-up call. Now, look, they have got the finest player in um, – or, I'm sorry, they've got, the, they've got the, the longest winning streak in the state. Mm-hmm. They've won 33 in a row now. Uh, and this week, who do they play? I hadn't heard about their game, which makes me think they're going to be big favorites. They play Mejia, and they should yep. beat Mejia. How is their offensive line? That's the Is question. it young? To me, they're, they're, I know they're replacing, I think, two or three pieces on the yeah. offensive line. And then, of course, they lose Bryson Washington. Mm-hmm. Now, Jaden Jackson's going to step in and be just Oh, fine. yeah. Um, but they are going to be different. Mm-hmm. I would not be surprised if they threw the ball a little bit more. Um, the, one of the issues, one of the, one of the problems with kind of installing them as, like, the favorite to win a third straight title, which they're certainly capable of doing. They're the number one team in the state is they will go through what is, in my opinion, not debatably the best region in 3A Division One. Yes. Oh, They'll yeah. have to get through, in su- at some, pl- at some po- point, they will have to deal with Columbus, Lorena, Hitchcock, Lorena. In their own district. Cameron Yo. Like, they, they were, depending on what you think of like a team like Anahuac, we haven't seen them get on the field mm-hmm. yet. This is... Hallettsville, who got a big win over Shiner in week one. Yeah, that's murderers row into three. That is the deepest region in 3A Division One, And that's before you talk about playing a team like Brock in a title game or a team like Granby or Malakoff mm-hmm. uh, or Owen. Which is funny because the power nexus forever was in region two, but I think it Absolutely. shifted over to region three. No, it's three. region three, undoubtedly. Yeah. And, and they are going to be the team to beat. Uh, you know, the, region three is going to be the region to beat. Mm-hmm. Um, now... It only takes one, and it may end up being that Brock's the best team in three division one, yep. right? Or or Grandview Malakoff they play this week, um, but this is going to be a challenge for mm-hmm. Mark Fan and the company, and I think he knows that. Uh, this is a challenge because a you've got the target on you, and b you are replacing a lot of different pieces in C, the toughest region in the, in the, in, in the class. Yeah, it'll be it'll be telling to see how much that offensive line grows up because yeah. any time in a slot T team that you lose mm-hmm. three or four offensive linemen, it just takes a little bit because that's got to be one of the most key position mm-hmm. out of everything that they do. Absolutely. 
Absolutely agree. All right, what's next, Pickle? Shout out Region 4. Um, how do you feel about the Navasota Rattlers in 2023? Well, I'm, I'm, I'm confident they'll continue to field a, a, a team. Uh, so week one did not go awesome for them. Uh, now, part of that is that they were playing a particularly... Uh, I, I thought they, they had a, a tough challenge I'm playing, uh, on the road at Geronimo Navarro to open. Uh, but they get beat uh, pretty soundly. They are... Part of me would say, like, you look at their schedule, and this week they play Madisonville. That will not be fun. And then they play Belleville before they'll play before they'll play a team. Probably the first time they'll be favored this year or be, or be the team to, to beat is uh, week four against Huffman Hargrave. And you would say, oh, well, that's going to that's gonna challenge them. That's going to get them prepared. And that's true, but their district is brutal. Mm-hmm. Let's remember, they're in the El Campo Bay, Bay City, Iowa Colony, yeah. Needville-Stafford district. That is a brutal district. Now, they are better. I'm confident in saying that Casey Dacus' squad is better than they showed in week one. Part of that, I think, is that they're playing a, a good Geronimo Navarro team. Uh, that I don't think there's any shame in, in losing to them. I would have liked to see them put up a little bit more of a fight, but they bring back 16 starters from last year's team. I know they, I know they're a believer in this quarterback Hudson Miner, um, and then they've got a couple playmakers on the defensive side, like side like uh, like uh, Frank Kedrick Powell. It's going to take some growing up, and they need to grow up in a hurry. Yeah, because that whole before district. they get to district, because there's only four spots, and right now. I count, if you count Navasota as a playoff caliber mm-hmm. team, I count six playoff caliber teams. Yep. In Col- Iowa Colony, Bay City, Needville, Stafford, El Campo, and Navasota. Yeah. So they need to grow up in a hurry. It's a, it's a chore, uh, but they'll need, to, they'll need to pull off a couple of, uh, not upsets, but they'll need, to, they'll need to grow up certainly over the course of the next few weeks if, if they're going to make it to the playoffs. So um, there's some Navasota rattler talk. What's next, Pickle? Um, what are your thoughts on Falls City and Poth? Uh, Which, I, I just have so many thoughts on Falls City. They, I think I have thoughts on Falls City, and then they change my thoughts, and now we're back to the original thoughts, and we're snip-snapping a lot here. Uh, Falls City and Poth um, is the... I think Poth's got to be your favorite out of the gate. Uh, big, big Polish energy in this game. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah, isn't it the Polish Bowl? I don't remember if this is the Polish Bowl or if, it's, if it's, there's a different Fall City game that's the Polish Bowl. This might be the Polish Bowl. Um, I apologize for not having that up at my fingertips. So both these teams uh, entered the uh, entered it kind of coming off of the disparate Week One performances. For both, we didn't talk about this, but they lose their opener to Blanco, and twenty-seven twenty-three. That's and, punching up. And it, it is it. Yeah, uh, Poth is 382 and Blanco's 381, aren't yeah, they? So yeah, you're right, 381. He's punching up a division. You're right. So he's punching up. And Blanco, I think, is pretty good. Mm-hmm. I've got some red flags out of that game. Okay. Uh, and I don't want to go crazy here, but I've got some red flags out of that game because I would have liked for Poth to show a little bit more of the offensive firepower that we saw last year because this is a Poth offense that is replacing a lot of their key pieces. You remember last year they were so reliant on basically two guys. It was Zane Robbie and it was um, uh, Matthew Bunn. Mm -hmm. Remember those two guys. It was just run, 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 run with those two guys. They're replacing both of them. Still got guys I like, Gabriel Solansky, Luke Rogers up front, Aiden DeHoyos, but they're going to be different. 
and the early returns are that there was some scuffling offensively. That is troublesome when you consider that now, you know, the schedule doesn't get a whole lot easier. They take on Fall City this week. Now, Fall City is a smaller team. They should have the advantage physically in this game, Mm -hmm. and that, I think, is going to be their advantage, is that they should be the bigger team, and they should probably come away with the win. Fall City is coming off of a a good win in Week 1. They took down Three Rivers, which is a nice win. Uh, Nothing to turn your nose up at, and the offense really, really opened up. This is, to me, a an early litmus test for where the Poth offense is. Mm-hmm. They should, against a 2A team, they should, to a T2, by the way, they should be able to move the ball. They should be able to move the ball. And by the way, it would probably help if they could slow down guys like Braylon Johnson and company. Yeah. But I like Poth. I just think that the gap in, in enrollment is too big. What is that gap in enrollment? That feels knowable. Um... I don't know if I'm Poth in just sheer size, like human body size, I yeah, think is the reason. Bigger. Yeah. There's they always bigger. are. So um I like Poth. I think they I think they bounce back and get a win. Um but if they don't and if this game is a real is a real like if this game particularly is a real struggle to move the ball offensively, I'm gonna start worrying about the Pirates. Yeah. That's where I'm at. All right. We got one more? Uh yeah. What was the biggest lesson that Pickle and Mallory learned from the first Texas football tonight? Oh, a, a pickle question. Yeah. Huh. Can I, can, while you're thinking, can I vamp for a moment? Yeah. And tell you that in just talking with you and doing like post game with you on that, um, not post game show, but like just like yes. the, the, the post mortem of, of the show. Um, I think one of the things that you learned is that your team. While you trusted them, they're even more capable than you thought they would be. Yeah, at this yeah, early yeah. in the, this early in the process. Yes, especially because again, we're 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 using a team that I had not met before because we're using so many um, students, and it's great, and it's for an internship, and I have complete faith in the UNT students, but when I don't necessarily like, I didn't know what to expect from my personal standpoint. It's hard to expect anything from them when I didn't really know what I was doing. Um, I think the biggest lesson that I took out of this in like a really positive way was a, a real good reminder that if you prepare correctly, and I know that sounds like sports talk, but it's really true. If you take the time to think about everything thoroughly and really, really prep yourself good things will come out of it. And I feel like that's just kind of a life lesson for a lot of different things. But that was a very good reminder of when you really take the time to cover all your bases, do all the prep work. When you get there, all the work that you put into it will show through. And so that was, I think that's the biggest lesson that I took after this is like, even if you're going into a situation that you don't necessarily know how it's going to turn out in the long run, if you've done everything you can beforehand, then you feel really good at the end of going, Hey, there were some small bumps in the road, but there was nothing that we hadn't thought about. Um, yeah. So that was probably my biggest lesson is remember to, to take prep work seriously and it will pay dividends in the end. Uh, I think that that's, that's wise words, Thank wise you. words. And here's the great news. You guys have one show in the books. So mm-hmm. week two, which is by the way, coming up tonight, 7:30 PM on TexanLive.com mm-hmm. and YouTube. Week two will be perfect. No problem. Absolutely no technical issues. It'll be exactly perfect. Exactly. <laughs> like the job. So, uh, Dave Campbell's Texan Live tonight. It's Dave Campbell's Texas Football tonight, 7.30 to 10. Uh, live whip-around coverage of 
banger after banger yes. around the state. Our slate is ridiculous, as announced on WTF yesterday. So uh, very, very exciting. So uh, make sure you go check out our friends at Dave Campbell's Texas Football tonight. I promise you. It's, it's, I think it's the best high school football viewing experience out there. So, it's fun. Very fun. So it's go a check lot it of out. fun. Uh, and by the way, it's, it's Nick, Nick Lalpius and... Mm-hmm. Ishmael Johnson. Ishmael Johnson. Yeah, back again, the two of them. Um, we've, got, we've got a ton of different features coming up. Some sit down with uh, Gary Joseph's head coach, uh, Katie, head coach, Gary Joseph. Mm. <laughs> um, and then quite a few other ones. A sit down with uh, Robbie Jones, the new Alito head coach. So a ton of that with just constant wall-to-wall coverage all night long. So come quad box it with us, and we'll have a we'll have a party. We will certainly have a party. TexanLive.com or YouTube tonight at 7:30 p.m. That is helpful Honda Mailbag Friday. One last thing to do today, pickle, before we go and before we see you on Monday, and that's to find out who is the Week One Mister Texas Football Player of the Week. Campbell's Texas Football, in conjunction with the Tax Act Texas Bowl, is proud to present the Mr. Texas Football Player of the Week Award to the most deserving high schooler in the state of Texas. Each Monday, TexasFootball.com announces 10 candidates for that week's award based on the previous week's on-field performance. Fans then decide the winner by voting on TexasFootball.com. Congratulations to this week's winner of the Mr. Texas Football Player of the Week Award. For more information, visit TexasFootball.com.